0: Check my inbox and what do I see Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up Got me singing got them, but I've been paid up I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum It's so what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked Not to say I'm a jerk, but I'm an addict It's what I said in the first You can curse who you want praying your church but i am a keep tapping return i win up i learn. i ain't trying to burn any bridges i yearn for the feeling i earn. i'ma a turn you had a cheek before i drop you like the beat i'm an addict and i'm not really ashamed i'm an addict i'm a clowner with the brain i'm an addict and the pot is what i'm playing i'm an addict russin rocky other names trade at x let's go i am dynasty outhouse and i have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem.
1: And I'm Addison Hayes, and I also have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome
2: to... Oh, no, I clicked away from my sheet. Session 286 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. The Dab Network, if you will. That just happened. Shake and bake. Uh, Talladega Nights showed up on Hulu, and I've been watching it, like, every other night now. So that's just absolutely in my head Shaking is, is that a catchphrase does that means like what does that mean is, um so hey everybody it is week six in the books I think right is that is that where we are I don't even it doesn't doesn't matter bye weeks have started and we're not near the playoffs yet like that's where my brain is but that that's where we are things are happening and you know what no not gonna get ahead of myself. Before we get started, hey, Addison, why don't you let everyone know who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do?
1: Oh, hey. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it by the introductions that you have for the trade show. Um, but uh, I am Addison Hayes at Hayes underscore on Twitter. I am a YouTuber for DLF, so you can find basically all my content minus the one waiver I, waiver wire article that I write for DLF. Uh, but 90 Eight percent of my content is on the DLF YouTube channel, including the trade show every single Thursday with my man Russ here. So we just can't get enough trades, you know, like you got to have a podcast about it and we got to talk about it on Thursdays. And yeah,
2: I used to write an article when I wasn't too lazy to actually remember to write it like I'm supposed I was supposed to submit those on Tuesday nights and we would be talking on this show right now and i'd be like and uh, oh crap i didn't write that article yet and then i like slowly start going through the trade finder as we're talking <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should just like start like transcribing this and then piecemealing oh. the article from that where were you 6 months ago or throw Addison? it into like chat gpt or something
2: <laughs> no that's i'm not taking jobs away from writers come on man ooh political all right so this week a I didn't write down any news because a lot of it was really annoying one, two-week injuries. And the only thing that really was a deal is the fact that Anthony Richardson is considering season-ending surgery. But honestly, we have a listener question about that. So we're not even going to talk about that right now. Ugh. See, like, I am sitting here. I'm like, hey, this feels really weird because usually it's just me and Addison. So it's only the two boxes. Now there's three. And I usually...
1: I guess I host both of them, but, like, it's – I don't know. It's weird. I don't like this. Trying to fill time until Rocky can come back and –
2: Not even that. Yeah, Rocky took a pee break. I haven't talked about Rocky taking a pee break in, like, years at this point. Uh, Hey, Rocky's back just in time to hear me talking about him taking a pee break. I
0: did hear that, yes. And I got stopped also by my wife on the way back, so sorry about that. (laughs) Women's. All right, so
2: (laughs) Addison's – I mean, it's probably been, like, three years since Addison's been on the show, but he's been on the show, and – the really funny part was I go, I look at the calendar and I see Addison's name on it and I go to Rocky. I'm like, Oh gross. You asked Addison to be on the show. And he's like, wait, why is that bad? And I'm like, <laughs> and I love how everyone is so caught off guard by me calling Addison a jerk all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but those who know, know, you know, yeah.
2: Like <laughs> we had a, we have a watcher league for the DLF trade show. And I, I do everything through Google forms now to get like lists of names. And, pretty much I asked one of the question was, is Addison a jerk? And <laughs> no one got preference, but I absolutely was happier when people said yes and they got in the league. Auto accepted. So many people said like, and one or two people like even DMs me, they're like, I only said yes because I know you wanted me to. He's not really a jerk. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. Like, I love how seriously that was taken.
1: <laughs> that wasn't the point, but okay. <laughs> it was it
2: was wonderful. All right, so we're just going to move forward at this point. We only have three trades and a whole lot of listener questions, so we're just going to do the trades first. Uh, so Trade Annex Leagues are 12-team superflex PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage except for TA1, and we do have a trade from TA1 this week. And it's it's a big one. Well, there's a lot of pieces more than you know extremity. You no. Know, just I'm gonna read the trade. So the trade is Traylon Burks, Drake London, and a 24-third for Roshan Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, 2-2 Atwell, and a 24-4th. I've been trying to get Ayuk off this guy since the preseason. He doesn't trade me my first. He doesn't trade me Brandon Ayuk. So, Addison, Traylon Burke, Drake London, and a third for Roshan, Brandon Ayuk, 2-2, and a fourth. What do you think?
1: So, so small spoiler alert, if any of you guys watch the DLF YouTube channel, there's a video coming out. I don't know when this podcast is dropping, um, but it's it coming out. how lazy
2: I am tomorrow is really what it comes down to.
1: Wednesday morning. So it'll be out by the time that you hear this podcast. Oh,
2: there is no way I'm doing this by tomorrow
1: morning. (laughs) (laughs) So, but this is coming out Wednesday morning and I have, I'm talking about dynasty buy lows um, or at least guys that I think you should buy now before their value explodes even more, which I guess quote unquote hits a buy low. Um, But both Brandon Ayuk and Drake London made that video. So this is an interesting trade here. I, I am a little bit lower on Traylon Burks. I feel like um, I would take Ayuk over London and then Roshan and Burks are just kind of added in there. Tutu's whatever the third and fourth or whatever. So I think the main piece of this for me is I, I want the upgrade from London to Brandon Ayuk. Cause I feel like Brandon Ayuk is closer to being a dynasty wide receiver one than Drake London is. And the rest of it just kind of evens itself out to make it a, a decent deal. But give me Brandon Ayuk.
2: So, Real quick, I just want to throw this out there because we, all we have been doing so far is plugging other things. So, Rocky, I hope you have a junkie something to throw in at some point <laughs> because today I did my Fantasy Cares live stream and I talked about the Falcons and I'm I didn't read through the questions, but I plan on bringing this up. So I'll, just, I'll ask when we're done talking about this trade. So the past two games for the Atlanta Falcons offense. We're going to talk about three players because it's only three players that really matter besides Bijan is Bijan. We don't have to worry about that, even though he's not rushing. The team isn't rushing very well. So Mm -hmm. it's still a good thing that Bijan's getting five catches a game. So Desmond Ritter, 28 completions the past two games. Weirdly enough, he threw 28 completions in both of them. Over 300 yards in both games. Four total touchdowns. Ignore the three interceptions. Um, Drake London, 21 targets, 15 receptions for 203 yards. He didn't score a touchdown the past two games, but he did the game before. And then Kyle Pitts, 17 targets, 11 receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Like, they haven't been able to run the ball, so they've been passing pretty well, and it is filtered through these two people. And I love it. So, all of that to say... I have London and Ayuk pretty close to each other. I agree that I think just based on the offense and what they can be, what they should be, and the connection between Purdy and Ayuk, Ayuk probably has a higher upside, at least this season. But they're they're still close enough for me to not really put them too differently. Plus, you get like three years back on London, I think, something like that. Um, I love Roshan. Tutu is zero value to me. So, London and a third for Ayuk and Roshan. Honestly, at that point, I probably just don't take either. <laughs> like Whatever side I have, I keep. But if you're going to make me choose, I'm going to take the London side just because I do, I have faith in Burks. Like, I if that dude can just stay healthy, like this is going to be Paris Campbell all over again, and I'm ready to do it because I really liked Paris. Cam- I still really like Paris Campbell, even though now he's on the Giants, so it's not even his fault. But I really like Traylon Burks, and I'm going to keep giving him a chance until he stays on the field. Or I mean, hell, I've, I'm still giving Jerry Judy a chance. So like, so so give me Burks in
0: London on this one. I am more with Addison here. Um, I do a mistake having him on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've been talking about my uh, you know my newfound love for Ayuk this uh, this yeah. year in 2023, and I I do like him over London. I, I believe we talked about this before. He's he's only like I think 26. Um, At least 26 Ayuk, yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's uh, that much. Like you said, it's about three years, but it's not like Ayuk is old or anything. Yeah. So uh, and I agree. I I like him more for this year. And you're still getting plenty of years out of him. Uh, and I I agree with you on Roshan that I still think he's promising. We haven't seen much yet. but And I don't think Tutu's a total zero. Like, I, I did prior to this season, but when when Cup was out, and, and Cup is 30, 31, whatever it is now, um, he actually looked serviceable, at least. So maybe he – I mean, not that I care that much about Tutu in the trade, but it's it's just – he could be a guy, probably not this year, but he could be a guy that's like a wide receiver three going forward is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. So I would rather have that. And also because I am pretty much out on Burks at this point.
2: Yeah, I, and I get that even though it hurts my soul. But I, I I understand if people just want to get away from the risk of the injury. But that also just means it should be easier for me to trade for him in other places. Idea, mm. Um, and Frank in the chat says And Jonu Smith But the thing is Jonu Smith's been scoring this entire season So it's not like a resurgence for him He's just doing what he does
0: Yes, My son just, keeps telling me We need to pick up Jonu Smith In our redraft league that we do together let <laughs> do it, it. He's a He should absolutely
2: one. pick up john U. Smith yeah. So the next trade we move on to TA5 And it's Joe Mixon for a 24 and 25 second do we care enough about Joe Mixon to send like, oh, let's You're your suit. This is a competing team. So let's pretend it's your picks. So it'll be late, but are you, you going to send your 24 and 25 seconds for Joe Mixon?
0: Sure. <laughs> I would. I, you know, he'll, he'll have that 40, 50 point game at some play, And then will he'll, he'll be an RB like two, three the rest of the year, but sure.
2: <laughs> See, that's the, like, that's really where I'm stuck. Like, He's super meh. Like, yeah. in the first few games when, you know, Burrow was hobbled and not playing well, Mixon was doing all right. Like, steady double digits and everything. But, like, ever since then, he's... I mean, he's at 11.5 points per game. Eh. Like, I feel like I can throw my second at a different place. Just one of them. And get me at least 11.5 points per game, if not more in a situational standpoint, like for the next Chuba Hubbard. Wow, my brain just froze for a second. You know, when the next Miles Sanders gets hurt, kind of thing. Like, Mixon is one of those guys. Like, after last year, I was just sort of done thinking that he was going to stay whatever he finally was after what he was, what we wanted him to be after all that time. That was really hard to say. That was weird. All right. So let's move on to our last trade. Uh TA10, Ramondre Stevenson and a first for Eckler and a second. This was the league where that guy came out and said that he's he's rebuilding, so Eckler's on the block. And I sent him like AT Perry in a 25 second, and he rejected it very quickly. Shocker. <laughs> so I love this trade. I gotta be honest. Like, get even like especially because. Like, Ramondre Stevenson is not, again, he did not become or stay what he was last year. That offense is, we'll talk about in a little bit because that's in a listener question. Um, I try not to read them, but sometimes you put the word McCorkle in a question and it catches my eye, just going to say. I love this. Like In a way to get Austin Eckler, who had his bye already, is rested after his injury, to be able to get him and get that second on top makes it all like, this is super worth it. I love this as a competing move.
0: Addison.
1: Mm. I was
0: going to,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for Addison. <laughs> I just, I'm so stuck on this because I see it's so fair to me, but I think if it were me, like, I don't know if I have the stomach to be able to send away Ramondre and a first for Eckler. I mean, I get that you're getting the second round pick back and, you know, hopefully because that first ends up I mean, hopefully it's like the one twelve and then the second, if it's like the two oh five, it's really like a five, six, seven pick drop back, maybe. Yeah. And then you're getting the, the twenty twenty-three upgrade from Ramondre to Eckler, but I don't know. Like I'm just what if I told you there was an eight point per game difference in their averages? I mean, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all because Ramondre hasn't done well um minus last week. Um, but I'd I've been trying to I've been trying to buy Ramondre and I've been sticking with him through it because he has been getting solid volume. He just hasn't scored and he's played really good run defenses for the first five weeks. Uh, And then, you know, we kind of saw the regression come back a little bit uh, this past Sunday. And I think that that will continue as well. Like, I don't think you're getting an eight point per game difference moving forward between the two. So I don't know if that's worth losing a first. But it might be, and I think if you're willing to do it, I think this is a decent deal.
2: But I mean, let's put it out there: you're a competing team. You're probably a top three team. You don't think it's worth it for to push toward the ship to drop back those six seven spots?
1: I I,
2: are you still burned by this? What was it
1: like? CD Lamb and Keenan Allen or something? It happened twice for us. It happened twice. It happened twice. I have a whole video about this on the channel where I talked about how I've made, I made two moves to quote unquote upgrade and push for a title and neither one of them meant a thing at all. Um, I would have won all the same games that I would have won had I kept the player that I had. I would have lost all the same games that I lost had I kept the player that I had. All I did was just lose dynasty value. That's literally all I did in those deals. But I don't know, like I don't know how much you value that you're losing in this deal, because Ramondre is also going to be like 26, so it's not a massive like age drop down at running back. The picks might be a five-six pick difference, like I said. Like it, it this might not be overall a bad deal. It's just I don't know. Losing a first just sounds painful to me.
0: I, I'm once again with Addison here. Uh, Ramondre has not been great, no, but. He, he hasn't been that bad. Like, he had three really bad weeks in a row, but he actually started off the year decent. Like, not amazing, but he was like but 15 points, 15 points. Hold on, hold on, hold
2: points. on. I, I just, I'm going to let you finish three really bad weeks in a row. We just finished week six. Literally 50%.
0: Yeah, literally 50% have been pretty good. So, and, and Addison <laughs> just said he played five really tough uh, rush defenses to start the year. So, uh, and, and I don't expect to, uh, at least a, two of those games, the Patriots got blown out by 30 to 35 points. So I don't expect that to happen every week either. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, they may not be winning a lot, but uh, he's also involved in the passing game. So I, I, I agree with Addison too, that I don't think it's going to be an eight point difference necessarily the whole oh, year. No. Um. And I'd rather have the first, like, and he, he mentioned it could be a five, six pick difference, but also that the fact that it's a one is just infinitely a huge difference mm-hmm. over a two, like, oh, yeah. that, it says one, people will give you more, a whole bunch more, even if it only ends up being four, five, six pick difference. So I think I'd rather, it, I'd rather keep, if, I, if I'm a competing team and I have Ramondre, I'd rather just keep Ramondre in the first.
1: It's a hedge as well, too, because if you get booted in round one, that's 107 now. Right, that's, yeah. not a, that's not a five six pick difference. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. So,
2: okay. All right. So, let's move on to the listener questions. The first one at FF Trader Joe. Hey, Joe. Oh, so my, my um, unrelated to fantasy football questions were what's the favorite car you've ever owned, and what's the favorite car you wish you owned? So the favorite car Joe ever had was an 85 Jeep Cherokee Laredo. And the car that he wants is an early 60s Volkswagen Carmen Gia. Gia. Not sure. It looks like an, a German version of a Bond car. Because Aston Martins, I believe, are just from Britain. So, But like that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like something you could picture Sean Connery getting out of in a Bond film. I don't blame Joe for wanting that car. It's pretty. Uh so but his question is the is A-Rich a sell with him likely out for the season and strongly considering surgery on his throwing shoulder? Addison, have you made a video yet?
1: <laughs> no, not yet. Um but I've considered it. Um Yeah, I, a A-Rich is is a weird value now because I was I was putting him inside the top ten for sure, maybe even inside your top eight dynasty quarterbacks. Obviously, a player being out for half for 70% of a season at 21 years old with the upside and ceiling that he has like dynasty wise, that shouldn't affect his value all too much. What I do think it does is make it a little bit more interesting when you are valuing him around other quarterbacks who are producing now, or I think the really interesting name that starts getting thrown into this. And I've had a couple questions thrown my way asking specifically, would you rather have Anthony Richardson or Kyler Murray? And that makes it really interesting because Kyler could also be out for the remainder of the year or could potentially return. Yeah. Can they say something by the way? I know that would be nice. There's been nothing, (laughs) nothing. Um, But yeah, but I think that's a very interesting question because you have, you know, the known production of what Kyler Murray has been in Arizona. now you still have the question marks of, does he stay in Arizona? If he's on a new team, what is that situation? Um, it could honestly be better than with the situation that he had in Arizona with a Cliff Kingsbury offense. So there is that upside too. And then you just remove the unknown of Anthony Richardson and his now shoulder surgery injury, other injury problems. You know the fact that he's still a developing rookie, even though he looks promising. Kyler just seems to be more than known. I think that that kind of stuff makes Anthony Richardson a more interesting player to value when you're comparing him to guys like Kyler Murray or. Um, to uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know all these other guys. When you factor in the fact that he's not going to be playing for the next twelve or thirteen weeks,
2: dude, you're dancing around an answer worse than I do. You didn't. You didn't even
0: actually answer the question at all. The what?
1: Time. <laughs> Very political.
0: <laughs> I will say, I don't think he is a sell. I, I think he's a hold, or maybe even a buy, if if you can get any dip. I, and I'm not even a big Anthony Richardson guy, but Addison said it like. He's injured for the rest of the year. He doesn't have a chance to disappoint us. He looked good while he was in there, at least from a fantasy perspective. And his value should not go down because of, you know, in his rookie year, having a season ending injury. So I, I don't see where the, like, what the reason is to sell. Like, you can still, if you, if you like Anthony Richardson or expecting buku points from him once uh, he come you know, once he's playing again. Uh, there's no reason not to not to keep. And if you're a contending team, I doubt you were depending on Anthony Richardson anyway. So it's most more more common is going to be a rebuilding team that drafted Anthony Richardson 102. In which case, uh, you're probably not amazing this year anyway. And you know, unfortunately, the rebuild's extending another year, maybe. But uh, you, I, I don't want to sell that off. Like he'll be worth if there is any dip whatsoever to some people, he'll be worth more in a year when he comes back anyway. So why sell now?
2: Yeah. Uh, that last part is really what I was going to get to the fact that chances are, unless you traded for him or for that pick to get him, you don't really most likely have him on a competing team, in which case why sell, right? Like, And if I'm on a rebuilding team and there is any sort of dip on him, which honestly, I wouldn't even know what to put into picks. Would you give Would you give an early first in 24 for Anthony Richardson right now? And I'm going to say now, and I'm going to have to say it every week, but I want to say it now so I never have to say it again. Early first does not mean 101. You have to take the 101 out of the equation in years like this, where there is someone who is going to probably be a first-round startup value. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb is going to most likely be drafted in the first round of startups. Bijan was drafted in the first round of startups. Like you, these... might have,
1: you might have two rookies drafted in the first round of startups next year.
2: I'm trying to pump
1: the brakes on Marvin a little bit. I've seen Dynasty Wide Receiver 2 already on my timeline, dude. Wow. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> At least three. Jeez. Um so,
2: I don't know, man. Like, it's it's tough. But, like, would you give, like... You're probably an early early first, probably plus a little bit to go get Anthony Richardson on a rebuilding team. Again, not Caleb. I think I would. Like, yeah, having surgery on your throwing shoulder is worrisome. But I also thought there was no way in hell Brock Purdy was going to come back and start this year. Yeah. So, like, I, I am absolutely not selling unless someone is paying real anthony richardson is still scoring prices which is probably doubtful to happen at this point
0: yeah i'm i'm with you and, and yeah i agree i think what i think he'll be worth more than the the whatever you know the 103 probably the 102 next year so what, what I, I yeah i would yeah do that.
2: like if he was still playing and played like he did now He's a first-round startup pick, Anthony Richardson is. So unless you are getting that trade value, I'm not trading him away. Yep. Um, At run 13 if you're contending, what are you willing to give up for players like Mostert and Thielen? I mean, we all said it before when we were talking about Mixon. If I'm competing, I'll pretty much give up my second for anything that's going to give me points. And Thielen and Mostert are freaking killing it. So I would do that so easily. These guys I would probably give two seconds for. Because they're the same as mixing to me. They're
0: really just this year, but these guys are scoring more points. Yeah. And I feel like people realize how good most been. I mean, Thielen is the wide receiver three. Like, I don't know is if it people that realize that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I, I'm pretty sure I looked before and he was the wide receiver three. Let me like, just trade addicts. Yep. Wide yep. receiver three. So, I mean, that's friggin' amazing. I mean, and- to be fair, points per game, he drops to six. Uh, Well, there you go. Um, That's true. So but still, you're getting a a, a wide receiver one. There's no reason. And this was Bryce Young not even playing that great. So, yeah, uh, there's no reason to think that's going to drop off unless he gets hurt, which is possible. He's an older guy, Uh, but they got not much else there. So, yeah, I would gladly get, especially if I'm a competing team, it's my own second. I would gladly give up a, a late second for Thielen. And
2: I have given up seconds for both Mostert and Thielen this season. Only had to give a 25 second for Thielen. But I, in two separate trades, gave one a 24 second for Mostert and one a 25 second for Mostert.
1: How long ago that. was that?
2: Pre-HN injury. The, yeah. What about the Thielen one? Two weeks ago.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was like three-ish or weeks ago, like it feels like... That wasn't, like, a trend at that point. Like, it was just kind of a blip. People were happy to sell. But yeah. now we're, like, halfway through the year, and, <laughs> and it's, it's becoming
2: more Stop and more. Stop trying to rush this. Well, yeah. third way through the NFL season. Yeah, we're pretty much halfway through the fantasy
1: season.
0: I would be yeah. more willing to do it for Thiel than Mostert, actually, because a Chan will be back, and uh Mostert will get hurt. <laughs>
2: Stop saying that, Rock. I mean, like, <laughs> we can't stop saying that at this point. We've been saying it since the beginning of the season. I know. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter if we stop now. And his favorite car was an 86 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. That sounds like the musliest of muscle cars to ever muscle cars. I don't actually know what that looks like, but that's just what it looks like to me. It sounds like to me. I'm looking it up. 86 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. That just sounds like one of the manliest things ever. I don't like yep. it. <laughs> I have to go look for it.
1: It looks like it looks like a Saturn that would drive past me, like a nineteen ninety five Saturn. Okay,
2: so that is not at all what I was picturing. I know, that's I'm not so what sorry, either. I just guess.
0: looked enough too.
2: That is not at all a muscle of muscle cars. Sorry, Roman. That looks like something my grandparents drove. Um, exactly. Uh, but that sounds so cool. Uh, so the next question, Ascending Descent, what is the market price on Tyson, Baggins, and Aiden O'Connell? Would you hold or sell? If uh, Do Neither. not pay more than a third <laughs> for either of these guys. How about that? Do not.
1: I'd be more I, willing I'd, to buy Aiden O'Connell.
2: And the only reason I would be more willing to buy Aiden O'Connell is because... One of my very good friends' name is Tim, o- Tim O'Connell. His son's name is Aiden. Literally the only reason. And and Aiden O'Connell looked like decent in in preseason, but like, it's first of all, Field should hopefully only be out two weeks. And while of course, undrafted rookie coming in in the middle of a game, he was probably terrified. No less his first play being a strip sack. You're not gonna. Don't trade for him. Don't. If someone offers you anything, just take it. I mean, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, he he's a real backup. He he's one of those guys that in a twelve-team superflex league is probably on a roster in every single league. So yeah, like more likely for him for sure. But still, I'm not paying more than a third for him. I'll give you two thirds if you want. Sure, whatever.
0: And but like, is, is Tyson Baden a holder sell? Who the hell has Tyson Baden on a roster?
2: Well, do you, whoever just went and scooped them up off. The yeah, flavors. Oh, yeah, go. never mind. Uh, whoever gets them on the wire tomorrow.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so that's about it. Like no, nobody. I don't think he was. He was rostered in like point zero 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 one percent of leagues or something.
2: Yeah, Mrs. Badger is the only one that rostered. Yeah.
0: Him for. <laughs> uh,
2: the next part of the question: What percentage of New England's woes are actually McCorkle's fault? See, McCorkle, like that, absolutely caught my eye. Um. I don't have an answer for this. He's not helping, but that can't just be on him with how bad that offense looks. That that's all I can say.
1: I give it 70% of their struggles.
2: Besides the fact that best player to catch the ball is Kendrick Bourne.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was going to say 42%, very precise. Yes. I like and- I just, and you know why I picked that, Russ. I absolutely
2: do.
1: <laughs> Actually, so funny enough, speaking of 42%, not to go to the, back to the Tyson Baygent stuff for long, but I just looked up my rostership data that I pull from 1,700 MFL leagues for my waiver wire article. Tyson Bajant was owned in 42% of the leagues that I pull from.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Really? Prior prior to I'll be honest, the games.
0: Until Justin Fields got hurt, I had never heard of Tyson Never name. heard that name before yes. in my life.
1: I had only heard it once because I, it was whenever they they cut Nathan Peterman. I'm like, who even is their backup? And I just, I'm like, okay, is this guy? I had no idea
0: <laughs> until Sunday. That I
1: had no idea
2: video. Nathan Peterman was there,
1: and, or he that he got cut. <laughs> he was there and then got cut, and then I think signed again to their practice squad, and then I think they just cut him again.
2: Oh, and by the way, Roman just popped into the chat and he's like, nope, four-cylinder car. Absolutely just denying any idea that that was a muscle car of any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, it it can't... It, it has to be so many things. I'm not willing to go to 70% whatsoever. Um, and his car, he says, Mazda MX3. It's an easy Batmobile, right? I had a Mazda 3. Does that count? That was not very exciting whatsoever. Oh, at Dynasty Beach Boy, Kenny. Okay, so Kenny used to ask a question every single week. He gets into a trade addicts league, comes on the show once, and then silence. (laughs) Kenny. So finally, Kenny's back. I'm currently 5-1 and in a 12-team super flex. My weakest position on my team is QB. My QBs are Geno, Pickett, and Russell Wilson. Do I write it out and see what happens, or do I give up some of my bigger assets like McCaffrey, Garrett Wilson for a quality quarterback?
0: I'll let you two answer.
2: Yeah, Rocky's going to say no. But I'm also, along with Rocky on this one, go check out the really bad teams and see which of them have the Derek Carr or I guess Garoppolo might not work for the next two weeks. But, you know, go look at the bad teams and see if they have any of those guys that are worth a second. I would much rather find some middling guy, go send Russell Wilson and something to go upgrade a little bit to something you at least feel a little better about. And chances are the points per game difference probably won't be that big, but you'll feel better. And that's all that really matters in the long run, besides winning, I guess. But like, I, I feel like there's a gap in between ride it out and trading Christian McCaffrey away. And my answer is somewhere in that gap.
0: Sam Howell is the QB 13. Do you, you, you don't have to give a first for Sam Howell at this point, do you? Not at all. No. By the way, if you watch Tuesday
2: on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel, today we gave away a, a, a Sam Howell signed jersey. Donorbox.org slash goodness giveaway. This week, you have the chance to win a Jordan Addison signed mini helmet or a Justin Ooh. Tucker signed jersey. And if you are patreon.com slash trade addicts, spot you could see me holding them up right now. And Do you get extra
1: extra points towards the Jordan Addison jersey if your name is Addison? Or <laughs> well, first helmet. of all, a mini helmet. Mini and helmet. No, you're disqualified because you're a jerk. Oh. I already have a Jordan Addison signed mini helmet, but it's the USC version.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was probably half the price of what I paid for the, for the Vikings helmet. It might have been. All right. So... Addison, any any advice for the QB position? Are you, well, I guess let me just – would you feel comfortable riding the season with Geno Pickett and Russell Wilson as your quarterbacks?
1: No, because you have Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. Uh, well,
2: just because he's rostered doesn't mean you would ever dream of putting him in your lineup. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and now Kenny has showed up, and he said, I have no picks. I probably don't value them very well. They burn a hole in my pocket. I feel that so hard looking at the things that I don't need on my roster that I could just trade away. And I'm like, all right, I don't want this anymore then. But yeah, on a competing team, hold on to your seconds for as long as you can, because you'll end up needing them eventually. Um,
1: But still, I think there's an answer in the middle there somewhere. How do you turn Kenny Pickett into Deshaun Watson? You probably have to add a first, even though you shouldn't have to, just because the name value is still there. Can you go get Gardner Minshew? What do you think of what do you, do you think he could do that? That's
2: terrifying to me. Cuz while he probably has a higher spike week capability than anyone on that his roster, that floor is lower than anyone
0: probably besides Kenny Pickett. He's been at can... QB2 both weeks that he fully started and finished. Yeah, and I I feel like he's got a pretty decent support. Like Josh Downs has been kind he's of so good. Yeah. But like, I think maybe a little better than expected even in his rookie year. Um, not that he's been amazing, but, and Jonathan Taylor's back now. You got Steichen. I, I, I wouldn't mind throwing, yeah throw Minshew in that mix and just rotate the four guys based on matchups.
2: I hate making decisions. <laughs> uh, the next question at making you viral in a super flex tight end premium 0.75 premium rebuild. What kind of players are you looking to add a trade for installation trade to? What players are you looking to add trade for? uh, That that has to be an autocorrect of installation. So what kind of players are you looking... How do you rebuild in a super flex tight end premium league, Addison?
1: Um, Well, I think the installation trade to kind of makes sense because you're it's for value insulation as a rebuild
2: yeah i but i'm
1: gonna pretend that
2: they made a mistake because it makes me feel better that i couldn't say the words out loud
1: um so in a in a super flex rebuild i'm prioritizing the quarterback and the wide receiver positions first those are the two positions that i want to lock down before i start uh throwing in running backs if you happen upon a tight end then that's fine but most of the time like in a rebuild the only tight ends i'm really keeping are like Laporta, maybe Hawkinson, Kincaid, Pitts. That's really it. Like, if you have Andrews or Kittle in a rebuild, there's really no reason to have them on your team. Um, Even Hawk, because he's just so valuable. Like, I'd feel like using. Yeah. yeah, And and he scores a ton of points, too. Yeah. Like, and uh, so I would be trying to use Hawk as a way to get to a quarterback or a wide receiver. Um, So I'm looking for guys that are underperforming. Especially the young underperformers. Not, I'm not talking like Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson and Sky Moore. Like those are I'm not risky. talking. Yeah, I'm talking about like your T. Higgins's your Devonta Smiths, your DK Metcalfs. Um, anybody that
2: you can name any other player that I pretty much ride my brand
1: on. Just keep Jalen <laughs> Waddle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like those kind of guys that are um, super up and down. And if you can buy them during their streaks of them being down, then I would be doing that in a heartbeat. Um, Same thing applies to the quarterback position as well, too. Um, It was Kyler Murray. Um, Now it might be Deshaun Watson because of the injury. Um, Just guys that you can pay 75 cents on the dollar for, you know, and um, shed away points, age, and production, and get guys that are going to be good for you in a year or two.
0: I mean, I mostly agree with that. I don't think either of us is saying anything earth-shattering here. I mean, those are the two positions with the most longevity, so they make the most sense to go after in a rebuild. Uh, and obviously, you do want to get guys that are underperforming. Um, or just, like like you said, just any youth really is, is fine. Uh, I am not looking at all at running backs, like you said. Uh, I don't mind going after... I I kind of agree with them. I actually don't want to go after a tight end. Like I was gonna say I don't mind. If I have one, like I have some teams where I'm trying to rebuild. I'm actually holding on to Hawk just because I think he's gonna be good for a long
2: time. Yeah, I've noticed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 even on yeah, even on teams I'm not competing, I, I the other thing I would say is I wouldn't worry too much either about point. I see people try and rebuild and are just so worried about scoring. Like I've seen people sell young wide receivers because they're scoring too much, Ooh. which is ridiculous to me because uh, <laughs> they have to get the one one You don't have to get the one one just because you're rebuilding. So um, I would caution against that, but yeah, uh, get guys at like, uh, like Addison said, like don't, don't worry if, if they uh, are scoring points. If they start scoring points, don't worry about that. T. Higgins and Jalen Model and all those guys are going to start scoring points. Uh, you still want that? You want good young players. Don't worry if it gets you the third pick instead of the second, or the fourth pick instead of the third.
2: Yeah, everything they said, I literally have nothing to add. Good job, fellas. Uh, So the favorite car he's owned was a Dodge Caravan. Wasn't ready for that answer. His wish, the 1967 Shelby Mustang, the car from Gone in 60 Seconds. Now, please, both of you, is there a chance you've seen Gone in 60 Seconds, Addison?
0: (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) isn't Addison the one who hasn't seen like a whole bunch of anything
2: ever (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is John Hogue and I are like of the same brain when we talk to each other so listening to John and Addison podcast together and John try to get a reference out there and just fall flat every time like I just remember feeling his pain so many times
1: Uh, the the funny part about that is you you were talking about watching Talladega Nights every single like every single night, and I almost said should I watch that movie because I've never seen that movie. either. That's Will
2: Ferrell's stupidity. If you like Will Ferrell's stupidity, yes. If you don't, then God no.
1: Yeah. See, I I mean, I just watched Anchorman for the first time like three months ago. Did you like it? Yeah, that yeah, was pretty good.
2: Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, and, and Corey in the chat, you know, says Eleanor. Uh, that was the name of the car in Gone in sixty seconds. So the funny story with that is. You, when my wife and I were having kids, if we had a girl, we knew we wanted her nickname to be Ellie, but we didn't actually pick a name. I was trying to get Eleanor picked as a name, but it was too old fashioned. And my wife loves Gone in 60 Seconds, which is why I (laughs) thought it was in the bag. Like, I thought I had this. And then, you know, we went with
0: Elena, which I love my Ellie. Elena. I love my Elena. Um, I've never seen Gone in 60... I know of Gone in 60 Seconds, but I've never it, seen it. Although we it currently own a Dodge Grand Caravan.
2: A ridiculous... <laughs> it's it's fun. It is, again, it is stupid. It is practically a Fast and Furious movie. Like, the older ones. Like, it is It is so ridiculous and awesome. I, I highly kinda, recommend it. 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 It's,
1: the, it's the movie that the Nick Cage gif where he's like, let's yeah. go, and then that's uh, like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I always see it when I type in let's go or something into like the GIF thing, and it comes up. And I'm just like, I like this one. Now I know (laughs) where that. (laughs) It it was an ensemble
2: movie before it was like easy and a big deal to do them. Like before Ocean's Eleven, having a lot of famous people in one movie didn't happen a lot because of how much you had to pay people, but that movie did it. It was just. Chef's kiss. Um, bueno, fantasy in rebuilds, when trying to move assets, especially running backs, how do you balance trying to get max fair value versus cashing out and getting 75 cents to the dollar? Well, I guess this, you know, flows right into the last one. And it flows right into what Rocky said. Get, it's not the worst thing in the world to be scoring a few points. Of course, everyone wants the 101. Even if you don't, like, even if you're rebuilding and you have. CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence on your team. Like, yeah, getting Caleb is great, but you know, so is Marvin Harrison Jr. And let's face it, Drake may is not going to be that far behind. And there is a load of running backs that are going to be up there that you'll be able to trade back from those picks to get more stuff. Like don't sell too cheap just to get points off your team because you realize scoring points is bad for a rebuild Selling things for ve- too much of a discount defeats the entire purpose. So, like, I I get the idea that you're trying to move out, but I honestly don't really believe at all at selling at 75 cents to the dollar. Again, there is also a difference between not getting what you think is right and what the value for that player is. Because every league is its own market. If you think you deserve a second for this player, you send it to literally every team and no one takes it. His value just might not be a second. So like that's, it's never easy sell for this amount, but like don't spam selling your player for a fourth when you can get a third in a week when you see someone needs a buy replacement because if it's my league, you only need to start one running back. I usually only have one running back on most of my teams. I'm screwed one week every single season on most of my teams. So like, don't, don't rush to get rid of players just because they're putting up points and you think points are, well, points are bad in a rebuild, but not that bad. So I, I
1: say don't, don't sell too cheap. just, if it makes you feel gross, don't do it. I think it depends on the, on the player itself as well. Like if it's like a short term asset, like if you stumbled upon Zach Moss, and oh, he had like yeah. that three, four week window, and, but he knew Jonathan Taylor was coming back. I mean, why would you now. sell
2: the running back one in Indianapolis right now on a Gardner Minshew led team?
1: <laughs> sure, exactly. Um, but I mean, like, so like if it's, if it's a short term, yeah. like when you mentioned to you, you would say, especially running backs, when these handcuffs that you were stashing come out, um, that's really the only thing, especially as a rebuilder, that you were holding onto those running backs for was to be able to cash out on their max value of them being the RB one for their team. So when you, when you have players like, you know, Zach Moss, like I just said, or Jerome Ford or Chuba Hubbard, um, like those are the guys that I, I don't know, 75 cents on the dollar is how I would discount them, but it like 85 to 90 cents on the dollar. I'd be willing to take that. Like in some leagues, you might be able to get, you might be able to sell Zach Moss in a second for a first, you know, you might see that trade done in some leagues might not happen in your league. That doesn't necessarily mean that Zach Moss isn't worth that or isn't worth a second. And you got to sell for a third. Um, But I would just, you know, I'm willing to cash out on those guys um, because they are so short term. Now, if you have other players that are not as short term, like you have Javante Williams or something like that, or you had David Montgomery um, and now he's injured and everything. And somebody wants to, buy him for the cheap because they're competing and they want him for the playoffs. I wouldn't necessarily sell short on that because you know that those guys are not short-term assets and that they have more production coming for them down the road. So that's kind of the balance is, is what is the type of player that they are?
0: I pretty much agree with everything you two said. This is kind of like when Russ went third on the last one. Yep. I, I, I just want to emphasize again too. I'm very much like Russ said at the beginning of all this, that I, I do not, I try I agree with you what you said, Addison, on these like temporary assets, but otherwise I try not to sell cheap uh or any discount just because I'm rebuilding and want to get something. Like I will just hold on to like an Aaron Jones on a rebuilding team if I am not getting what I think he should be he should be getting for a guy that's or, or somebody somebody who's scoring a lot of points. Uh, Aaron Jones might not be the best example because he's been hurt recently, but something like that. I, I I am making sure I get what I think he's worth, and I will hold out. And you know, a lot of times if you do hold out, by the time you know November December rolls around, people will will finally pay what what you were hoping for. Uh, when they see that title on the site, so uh, yeah, don't. I I would not sell for seventy five cents on the dollar, except maybe like I said in the uh, situation Addison mentioned, when you're just rostering guys for when they pop off because of an injury or whatever. I
1: think Aaron Jones actually is a good example because he's a player that is that you people could see as cheaper now because he really hasn't done anything since week one, mm-hmm. and they might want to swoop in get a discount. Uh, but especially like when you have those aging players that you know what their past production has been. And that you still expect that production to return at some point in the very near future, then that's where like I'd be holding on to those guys, especially yep. when they're underperforming right now. They're not scoring you points, so they're not hurting your rebuild. That like David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, uh, James Connor might be another example of that too. He's on the short term yep. IR, so if you still had him and you're rebuilding, don't sell him now because he's on the IR for cheap. Like hold on to him for a few weeks, and then whenever players and other people in your league get desperate because somebody else gets hurt in week 11 or 12, James Connors coming back. Then that's when you flip for more max value than what you're able to sell for right now. So those are perfect examples. I think of players to hold on to and not sell at a discount because you know that there's production coming down the road. I
2: stopped listening. So I'm going to assume everything you guys said was brilliant because the aforementioned Elena is down here, literally wrapping herself in bubble wrap right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, frequent frequent podcast guest, Ellie Yeah,
2: and my dog <laughs> followed her down So just be ready to hear some snoring Um, Actually, with our last No, hold on His favorite car was his 06 GMC Sierra Only car I've bought brand new His dream car is a 57 Chevy truck I've met a couple of people Whose dream cars are classic pickup trucks And that's weird <laughs> But it's a thing, I guess like the trucks are weird, or like no, like that 70 seventy-year-old car is weird. <laughs> of when there's like, oh, if I just had all the money in the world, I would buy a really old pickup truck. No, just okay. I, don't, I don't get I don't it. Know. I just all right, got so the next question is from Corey. Corey DM'd me this one. I it, it, something with Bogues and numbers in it. I can't remember what his handle is. Um, how do you value these? How do you value his receivers for the rest of the season slash long-term? Maybe a brief buy, sell, hold on each one. (laughs) Brandon Ayuk, Drake London, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson. But also, uh, Kenny was in the chat asking about Deontay, if he'll make a difference for when when he comes back for the offense. So we talked about Ayuk in London already. Waddle, you made your dig that he's underperforming, but you go by him anyway, so... It hurt and I still appreciate it because the answer is always by Waddle. Um, but what about Deontay Johnson? Do you think his return will make a difference for this offense?
1: I think it'll raise the floor of the offense a little bit. But I mean, as long as Matt Canada is there, it's really not going to matter. Um, and as long as Kenny Pickett's there too, it's really not going to matter. They both need to go. Um, but I so, like, from a Kenny Pickett standpoint, um, one thing that I was going to mention with that was I think that you could hold on to him for the next two or three weeks, um, but I would definitely be selling before they play the Browns, which I think is in a month. Um, and the Browns defense has shut every single quarterback down. And Everybody I'm, down. I can't even imagine what the heck they're going to do to Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I think <laughs> so, I saw
2: after six weeks, they've only
1: let up like a thousand yards. It's something yeah.
2: ridiculous like that. It's insane. What In five years, Bill Belichick do. is going to love having
1: that defense. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a reunion in Cleveland, or they all come into New England. Which one well, are you? He in?
2: always trades for older, stopped being good Cleveland defenders, and then they go to New England and do well again.
1: Um, but uh, but anyway, to actually to answer the question, I think Deontay is going to do well when he comes back. Um, he's been a buy for me for the past couple of weeks as a player that you could maybe buy cheaper because he's injured and the team wants an actual producer. Um, and just like the sentiment around Deontay has never been positive, even when he was healthy and was producing, you know. And uh, so I do really, really like Deontay. I think that he's a buy um, or a hold if you have him. And I think the, all, I mean, all the other three players are buys as well too.
0: What's uh, what's Deontay worth? I'm just, I, I got a trade of a Deontay in a twenty five second for um I think it was like a mid twenty four first mid to not- late.
2: Like, I know everything we just talked about with the Eckler and Ramondre trade and stuff like that, but a player like Deontay, I don't think I'm giving up anything that has a first in it, even if I'm getting a second back. It's just, I know there was a point in Deontay's career, not like he's been in the league for 13 years, but like, there was a point where he was a low-end wide receiver one, high-end two. That's not going to happen again, at least within the near future. So I don't want to give up anything with a one. If I can give up a second and get Deontay, I think that's worth a risk. Like yeah, I, I having w- do it. what could be a very solid wide receiver, two, three, that you don't feel worried putting them in your lineups. Because especially with all the bye weeks and all the injuries happening, you're going to need depth. You know, it, it is just a straight up necessity at this point. And so
0: a, a target hog his entire career is just a target hog with a bad quarterback. now. So. Yeah. So
2: yeah, agreed. Um, favorite car that I own Jeep Wrangler nothing better than taking the top and doors off I never understood the allure of taking your doors off a car (laughs) I kind of agree with you there you're going and how many things can just go flying into the side of car like I I, never 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 (laughs) no 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 hell no, no no
1: no no It's so loud, too. True. Imagine getting
0: on the highway with your doors off. Nope. I just noticed in the (laughs) chat, Russ, we didn't talk about the huge signing of Julio Jones today.
2: I I figured (laughs) we're already getting an hour. I didn't want to push it for another hour. Yeah,
0: I guess so.
2: (laughs) Elena, stop wasting my bubble wrap. Pop it all.
0: Oh, God. Bubble bubble wrap is is the best thing, especially if you're a kid.
2: Yeah, but I need that.
0: I, <laughs> I could just sit there and pop bubble wrap for hours. No, but
2: I, I, I got to be honest. I know he's signed, but I don't even know. Where, where did Julio sign? Eagles. Because,
0: what? He's, our, he's
2: our new wide receiver three. Yeah. <laughs> you going to buy that jersey right away? I'd buy that jersey right away.
0: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably
2: not. Um, I mean, that's the end of our show sheet. So I'm going to say that's the end of our show. Yeah. Um, Addison, before we we leave, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do?
1: Amaze Hayes underscore on Twitter. I uh, you can find all my content and stuff on the DLF YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit the notifications button. I don't. I actually don't say any of that during my videos, so I don't really know what. So you're not a very on. good
2: YouTuber, is what you're saying?
1: No, I am a very <laughs> Because I leave it out and don't waste people's time by saying it every single video. Oh, that's <laughs> all I hear
2: people screaming from my son's iPad.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, Macy's underscore on Twitter, deal with YouTube channel. All
2: right, well, our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. Hang out with us while we record. You know, talk to us, tell me all the things that I miss, and give us questions as we go along. Also, our awesome Cool Kids Club chat on Discord. And I, you know, said it before also, but every Tuesday on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel, subscribe and hit that notification, that bell so you get a notification every time we go live, which during the season is every Tuesday at around 2 o'clock, depending on if my boss feels like calling me or not. It was really what that comes down to. But, you know, we go over the week in SFB and all of that stuff, and we give stuff away every episode, and it's just hang out with me that's all it really is it's me just rambling by myself like I am right now and if you're still listening at this point you're cool for 20 minutes on a Tuesday Rocky is bouncing he probably needs to take another pee break or the Phillies are close um, so on that note good night, everybody Good night, Russ seriously I'm sitting here waiting for you to say it
1: for- thank, thank you for us. listening to the Great Addict Pod. a proud member Dynasty Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review.
0: We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict
1: Podcast. Poopy Pants. that is the best.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.